Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Talking Tradesman. Today I have in the studio with me Sean Mapp. Now Sean is a former plumber and now the owner, leader, director of a group <laughs> called TFT that stands for Trademen, Tradesman to Forex Traders. So, Sean, thank you very much for making the effort to come in today, mate, and uh, let's talk. Yeah, no, I appreciate you inviting me, mate. Yeah. Um, so, to start off, I'm looking forward to, uh, obviously, what we've got planned uh, at the end of March for, for what we're doing. That's it. Let's get straight into that. <laughs> so, Sean here is the uh, the, organize, the organizer of the, the big hill climb that, uh, yeah. that I've managed to talk myself into. So... The end of March, 30th, 30th, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, 29th we'll do it. Yeah, yeah, 29th. 29th. Okay, I think I'm sure days. I've been saying the 30th. <laughs> so, yeah, 29th we'll of still March. Be at that point. <laughs> All right, hopefully I'll still be alive by the 30th. <laughs> the 29th of March, we're climbing Ben Nevis. Uh, we're doing that to raise money for the Band of Builders charity and also to raise mental health awareness as a whole for the industry. Um, now, I've got to admit, mate, when, I, when Matt first approached me about climbing Ben Nevis he was like he basically said to me do you fancy climbing Ben Nevis we got these people coming there's going to be 20 tradesmen yeah, and former yeah, tradesmen 20, yeah. um and I thought to myself well I've done Snowden a couple of times so it's just a bit bigger it'll be fine so I agreed to it all and then after I'd agreed he went yeah uh so we need crampons and we need an ice axe I'm like whoa, 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 <laughs> what, what do you mean we need those? So do you want to explain a bit about the actual, the details of the climb? Yeah, yeah, of course, mate. So I was, um, I, I didn't realise kind of what we got ourselves into. So it turns out at the end of, the end of March is still winter. <laughs> so at the top mm. of like three quarters of the way up, uh, up in Nevis, it's going to be uh, pretty bad weather-wise. So I've, uh, I've organised some guides to take us up there. I think there's going to be four or five um, over the, over the 20. So it'd be roughly four or five per, per guide. And um, he sent me over some photos and he's like, um, yeah, this is what you're, you need to expect at the end of March. And I'm like, right, okay, that's, that's not kind of what I, what I was expecting. <laughs> it, looks, it looks like Alaska up there. So Mate, I was, I've seen the pictures and I thought, shit, that looks like Everest. Yeah, it literally does, yeah. Um, so he sent me some photos of him like waving at the camera and like you can hardly see him. It's like a blizzard. And then it turns out it's actually quite dangerous and it's going to take about 12 hours. So. Um, mm. I was like, right, okay, yeah, let's do it. Why not? So oh, we're in. I mean, ironically, I was actually, it's on the bucket list to climb Ben Nevis anyway. And because I'm turning 40 this year, I actually thought about doing it, yeah. although admittedly in the summer. So when I could just walk up it in a pair of shorts. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, to, to add that air of like danger and, and excitement to it, a little bit of Google research in the group has shown that Ben Nevis it's is the dangerous. second most dangerous natural attraction in the world, in the world yeah, yeah. which yeah. is insane i know i know i haven't showed the wife that yet hopefully she doesn't watch this back yeah, my wife's aware <laughs> of it unfortunately. I, I, I haven't told her otherwise she'd be like yeah you can not do that maybe do it in the summer listen i mean let's be honest people listening will probably go listen to that and think nah is it bollocks yeah. google it yeah google it google it it's yeah. a second and the, the thing i'm thinking about that is quite clearly to me climbing something like everest would be more dangerous but you're only going to get experienced climbers doing that yeah yeah. Opposed to Ben Nevis, where you've got idiots like me <laughs> turning <laughs> off with no experience and, and deciding to climb it in the winter. I, I don't. I don't think any of us have got experience. Like, there's there's some in there that are like, yeah, no, we don't need we don't need all the climbing gear. We'll just go up in in some trousers and hope, <laughs> hope for the best. Um, but like, I've kind of assured them they, that we can't do that. So um, 
but no it's for, it's for a great cause mate uh, it's going to be a lot of fun we're going to document it obviously as, mm. as we do it we've got um we've got some uh tradesmen influencers that are on board which is great obviously yourself awesome um so no uh, the main thing is obviously raising awareness and, and kind of getting out there what band of builders do and the, and the, the most important thing is obviously the support that that they offer to to men that are struggling with with mental health and stuff like that so so who else in terms of influencery types go in so we've, got, we've, so we've got fraser hooley fraser hooley is a, a gas a gas engineer up in scotland he's got um he's got a decent following on tiktok and and his other socials uh we've got also there is another guy i'm sorry tom yeah tom tom McPhillamy. he's um McPhillamy. yeah tom McPhillamy is on board he's um he's a plumber i think he's gas as well mm. um he's more midlands and then we've got Ryan, um, Ryan, Ryan Smith. Smith yeah. yeah, he's got his own. He's got a really good following on TikTok, and he he specifically deals now. He's he's um he's a tradesman, but he specifically deals with the like yourself the the kind of mindset mental health, and mental health yeah, stuff. Yeah, and and he he loves that stuff. So um, yeah, we've got an all round really good group of That's guys. It. So we're going to be up it. there documenting and uh, hopefully not documenting our demise. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is, I was saying the other day. I've got insurance. Um, um for suicide but 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 not death on a mountain so if anyone asks I just, say, say that you was up here but you've also got regatta sponsoring it aren't they yes mate yeah yeah we've got we've got yeah we've got regatta on board so they're they're kitting us out in in all the outdoor wear mm. and um and they're they're promoting us and then we've got um also the installer show they've bless them they've they've put in 500 pound towards towards obviously raising the 5,000 yeah. which is our aim and they're going to be promoting it on their socials as well so on top of which i don't think i've actually mentioned this but on the tools have also asked me to do like a vlog of it oh, have they? Um, oh, wow. and yeah so and they've also asked if they can send me a flag to carry up which, and on the tools flag and on the tools flag <laughs> right. to present at the top and i've gone well i've gone yeah, yeah yeah i'm sure that won't be a problem and they went yeah um we're going to post it out by such and such, and then can you return it afterwards? And then he said something about because it's quite heavy, and I'm like, "What do you mean it's quite heavy? Like how big's the? First of all, I'm climbing a mountain on the moon. Yeah, first of all, I'm climbing a mountain with no training or baseline fitness. Yeah, and now yeah. you're offering to send me up with a heavy item. Oh God, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, so yeah, so on the tools are lending their weight behind it as well. Yeah, awesome. So yeah, That's stay right. tuned on that. I need to mm. actually, Sean, ask you, mate, have you done any training for it? Are you? To be fair, I. I was pretty good all last year. I was quite a bit overweight, so I lost I lost two and a half stone last year. So, um, yeah, fitness wise, I'm I'm fine. Um, I, I did I did kind of say to I did kind of say to the guys, anyone that wants to get involved and, and kind of come forward, mm. yeah, you need to be a decent level of fitness simply because because we're going up in like in groups of four or five. If there's one person that's not fit enough or or injured early. Mm. Obviously, the others will have to turn around with them because the guide can't just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the there has to be a, yeah, there has to be a certain amount of number for safety. So, kind of, if if you're not preparing for it, you, you're potentially letting others down. So, I've kind of said that to them, and they're all like, "Yeah, no, it's fine. It's all good." So it's no joke, so, folks. This isn't you know, yeah, this yeah. isn't a leisurely stroll up a hill, no. as I've been trying to tell myself. Um, it is quite a feat, so it's a worthy cause as well. So if you can get behind that, it'd be amazing. Sean set a, a figure of £5,000 to raise for Band of Builders, but I reckon we can do more than that. Yeah. I will put a link to the Just Gets Just Giving, isn't it? Uh, GoFundMe. GoFundMe. Yeah, Sorry, go I keep you know, saying Just 
go give it to yeah anyway i will put a link to the gofundme in the item description and i'll be continually promoting it up until the event so you'll see some more content towards that yeah awesome so yeah, that's uh, that's going to be fun, mate. Yeah, looking forward. The to drive it. itself is a jaunt, isn't it? It was about yeah. eight and a half hours, nine hours. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna take a while. Yeah, I'm I'm like Northamptonshire way, so yes, yeah, it's, it's quite a, yeah, quite a way. Yeah. It's about four hundred miles, I think, four hundred and fifty miles. So yeah. Do you know what? I've never actually been to Scotland. Have you not? No, no, I've never been. I've been as far as um, just below Gretna Green, like just below the border when I was oh, okay. doing some work in the Lake District, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, but It'll yeah. actually be my first step over Scotland. the border. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, that would be interesting. That would be interesting. I'm looking forward to it. I'm not going to lie, I'm a little bit nervous about it. I'm sure I'll be fine. But it was um, – I said yes before I knew the magnitude of it, that's mm. for sure. Um, that's all right. We'll all help each other, mate. It's, it's yeah, we'll just we'll just egg each other on. We'll, we'll help each other push. Be, yeah. We'll be fine, yeah. That's it, mate. It's um, it'll be a good experience. You know, twenty blokes yeah. all in the trades, yeah, or have come from a trades background and all doing it for the same message and reason. Yeah, hundred percent. So yeah. it just shows what can be achieved when people get together. Really, yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, now we've got that bit out of the way, mate. Um, when you reached out to me about coming on the podcast, it was for a reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got your own story, your own journey of of what you've been through in the past. Yeah. Um, and as with any story, they have a start point. Mm-hmm. Um. So if it's okay with you, then Sean, we'll we'll go back to the beginning of your story, yeah, as it yeah. were. Yeah, of course. Um, so uh, I'm I'm fortunate. I'm off the tools now. Um, I've kind of um, I've created a group where where I help tradesmen get their time back. But uh, we focus a lot about mindset and mental health in there. And mm. um, I've there was so when I when I was younger, probably like most people, to be fair. Um, like a lot of people, I think the the marriage rate is is not great. I think it's like fifty percent of marriages break up. So within the building industry, yeah, well, just just in general, I think yeah. just like there's especially like I was I was born in eighty seven, so like uh, there wasn't I don't mm. like most of my friends their their parents weren't together. So I grew up with um I grew up with my mum, and then I had my um, my younger brother who's five years younger than me, and it was just kind of us. I didn't didn't see my mum well I didn't I didn't see my dad I was just sold with my mum and yeah. um at that time you could go out all day and not and your mum wouldn't care she'd yeah. like you'd go to the post box do a reverse charge call I think mate we, we were probably one of the last generations to do that mm. I was 84 so yeah. I'm like 39 now turning 40 this year yeah. and it was like you found your mates by looking for the bikes yeah, like, outside the house and as you say, there were no mobile phones. It was be home before dark or whatever. It was yeah. a different world, wasn't it? Hundred percent, yeah. Like I've I've got a, an, I've got two older girls now, and an eight and ten year old, and I'd never let them go out for. A, a, I, I don't even like them going up the park around the corner. Yeah. So, so for my mum to let me out all day, and I'd literally do a reverse charge call at like five o'clock, seeing what time I've got to be in for dinner. Yeah. She hadn't seen yeah. me since nine o'clock in the morning. Yeah, but. I'd the way we were like I was she worked so I was I was with various random people um childminders and and kind of like different age groups of of kind of just general kids and um we used to we used to play um 44 and out and stuff like this where you'd have like a lamppost would all go different ways and you'd have to get back to the lamppost mm. and... we used to call that aki one two three oh was that aki? I don't, we, yeah, I don't yeah know we, why, we called it 44 difference. i think it was back in back in the day um i don't even know what aki stood for to uh, be honest it was just one of them things it was you shout aki stood. when you touch the... yeah, yeah aki one two three i don't know why <laughs> there you go that's uh, yeah. it but it's um so there was um yeah there was a scenario that happened um must have been i don't know probably about seven or eight and uh, there was a there was a boy that lived up the up the road. He was 
I think at the time he was probably about 12, 13, maybe a little bit older, maybe about 14. Mm. And um, I was hiding with him. And um, we were close to, close to where we, we, we got back in in this game. But um, we were in like a bushed area. And um, before, before I knew it, he'd kind of started speaking to me about, about touching me and, and stuff like that. And I didn't really know what was going on. Um, and then before I knew it, um, yeah, I was, I was, um, it's pretty much taking advantage and I was, I was being raped. I didn't, I didn't really know, didn't understand like what was, what was happening. I didn't, at that age, you don't kind of know anything about sex, anything no. sexual. It's kind of just like, um, I just knew it hurt and I didn't, I didn't really understand what was going on. Um, and I didn't really think anything about it and and then he kind of said to me afterwards he's like if you tell anyone then I'm not going to be your friend anymore and it's weird because at that age because he's older you kind of look up to him and you're like oh my god I don't I don't want that I want you to be my friend because if you're not my friend then other people won't be my friend and then I might be alone and and no one will like me and and whatever so um so yeah from that uh I never um never said anything and then um it turned out probably about Six months later, my mum would go out. She would like, she'd be quite social. Looking back now, I, I look back and I'm like, God, she went out a lot and she wasn't around a lot. Mm. Um, but um, he, yeah, he, he, um, my little brother was upstairs asleep and um, he, he, he was child minding us and we were watching the, the same kid, the same kid, yeah, yeah. Um, because he, he literally lived probably like 10 houses up, up our road, yeah, and um, and yeah, he was round and he. He was like, I wanted to stay up. And I think it was like Jason and the Argonauts or something like that. It was like the like 1960s yeah. old film. Like, and, um, I loved that film as well. Yeah. It was <laughs> like, I think it was something like that was on. And um, and he was like, well, if you want to stay up, we need to do that thing again that we done we done last time. And obviously didn't want to. And he kind of talked me around to it. So it, it happened again. And then I stayed up for a bit. And um, And then his family eventually moved away. And it wasn't. It wasn't until probably I was, I don't know, probably like 12, 13, that I kind of actually realized what had gone on. Yeah. And I actually saw him, um, I saw him, like, so we met up with him and his mum and all of that. And we went, we went uh, skating and he was like, obviously really kind of distant. We didn't obviously say anything. And that was it when it happened. And, and I kind of knew actually what had happened to me. I kind of, I don't know. I just, it just, I just pull it away in a box and I didn't, I didn't ever talk about it again. I knew it happened, but I tried not to, um, I don't know, like react to it. Like I just, to me, I, I, I just kind of said to myself, right, it didn't happen. Just put it away. Just, just kind of get on with it. And then, and then around 2011 time, I had quite a bad accident at work and I was advised by, by some friends to, to go and see someone about, about a bad in, a leg in, a bad leg injury I had. What happened so, at work? Um, I got hit by a car, so um, it was um, someone. Some um, someone had nicked a car, and then they were driving off, and um, they hit me, and um, I, and it was like, it was pretty traumatic. It was it was it was bad, but they were that it seemed to get away. Like the, the police were there and everything, so they were trying to ram. They were ramming and whatever. Right. I was just I was just in a bad place at right a bad place, time. Yeah. time. Yeah, and I got I got hit, and um, and yeah, it was it was pretty bad. So. Um, they were like, look, go and speak to someone. And, I, and me being like, I don't know, just me being me, I was like, nah, nah, I'll be fine. I don't need to. And then, and then eventually I was like, right, okay, yeah, I'll go and speak to someone. Not really expecting much from it and just kind of like, um, 
and just kind of think oh, i'll have a session or two and just and that'll be done and and i've kind of appeased the people that have kind of asked me to go mm. and um and it turned out like i kind of was speaking to this woman and she was she was lovely bless her and and she started off it kind of had gone from that accident to then my childhood and i just I, I just opened up to her about stuff and before i knew it i was just bawling my eyes out to her and i'd kind of opened up about my childhood and what had happened to me and and kind of how i felt and and stuff like that and um and that was the first time you'd spoken about that incident to anybody since it happened yeah my wife my wife didn't know my my both parents didn't know like my dad I'm really close to my dad now um I started seeing him a lot more as I grew up and I don't ironically I don't speak to my mum anymore really haven't spoke to her for years probably mm. I'm not very close with her um but yeah I'd um yeah it was just yeah I had I just opened up to her and she was the first person I'd spoke to to someone about it and um and then I kind of advised her on whether I should speak to my wife about it and she's like well you kind of need to do what you feel is right and I, I felt I think I think it just felt right then because I'd I'd opened those gates in a sense to yeah. to then just kind of talk about it a bit more and and because the way that she reacted it was kind of I don't know I don't know how I was expecting people to react to it and I, the plan wasn't to ever talk about it it was just to keep it to myself and and it just and in my head it, I was thinking right horrible things happen in this world mm. unfortunately one of those horrible things has happened to me is what it is i'm just gonna need to so you'd boxed it away put a lid on it stuck it to the back of your mind in a in a corner as it were and, yeah and just and, never wanted to lift and, the lid. yeah and the lid was gonna stay on i was just gonna get on with life and so prior to that first appointment with the was it a psychologist yes yeah, psychologist, yeah. yeah prior to that first appointment had you considered talking about it to her or it just in the moment no. felt like no I, I i i was really blase with the whole thing i was just thinking well, well talk about me being hit the car yeah that was it and kind of i'd brush it off have one session with her that'd be done and then and then we just kind of got talking and then she just i don't know why she started on my childhood but she just i think she wanted to get a background maybe of me and it's kind normally of understand, the way mate yeah i mean kind of understand me I, as a person. yeah I, I do it with the podcasts because i kind of feel like uh, to reference a, a previous one with um kev paint warrior kev yeah. so he was stabbed um as basically they tried to kill him right. um it was a case of mistaken identity was stabbed eight times wow. nearly died um but from there he's then gone on to build a brand launch a business and like he's taken what happened to him and used it in a positive way yeah. but to me when i looked at his situation i thought that starts before that like having that resilience mm -hmm. comes from before like you build the resilience and then yeah. that resilience takes you through circumstances yeah, yeah. so I, I believe that's probably a similar sort of thing with you whether you know the psychologist goes back to the beginning to get that overall picture of who you are yeah 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 to, to yeah that's it to, to build up maybe maybe with how psychologists work they they deal with different people in different ways depending mm. on on what they've experienced and stuff so yeah maybe yeah. yeah like i'm sure there's a lot to it It takes many years to become a psychologist yeah so, absolutely man, so yeah. um so she she's very good um but yeah i just i just kind of opened up to her and then i, I kind of i went back to my wife um and spoke to my wife about it. She was obviously really supportive and got emotional again. How was that, Sean? Like the um, decision to go back and speak to your wife? Because I would imagine there were a lot of fears and concerns there. Yeah, I was, we love swear. Yeah, to put it to put it bluntly, I was shitting myself. I was like, I didn't, I didn't know how, yeah. I didn't know how she was gonna react, and not not in like um, a negative way, but just in a, in because I knew she loved me and she cared for me. Um, I didn't want to. 
I didn't want to also pull it on her as well in, yeah. in a kind of way. Like I, I could deal with it. I've been dealing with it for years, but then also to me, I was like, if I then tell others, mm. does that then pull it on them as well? Do they feel bad? This happened to me. And I kind of, but then I was like, actually, I want her to know because I want her to fully know. you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't want there to be any barriers or anything like that. I don't want to hold stuff. And I, at that point I'd kind of, cause like, like we said, the, the box had been open. I was a lot more, I was a lot more open to talking about it. So, um, so yeah, I, I kind of told her broke down a little bit and then we kind of then discussed about telling my dad and, and I knew it was going to be really difficult. Uh, just him. to sort of like pull you back a little bit there. Yeah. Um, how was your, how was your wife's reaction? Like what, what um, did she, did she tell you how she felt hearing that? She, she just cuddled me. Um, mm. and she was, she was so good. Yeah. She was, um, just supportive, just, um, I don't know. It's just the thing is, I, I can imagine from her point of view, it must be really difficult to. I don't know. I don't think you know how you're going to react to like anything like that until it happens. Yeah. But like thinking back at it on how it happened and and kind of how she reacted, that's that's all I wanted. She done everything right, so mm. um, I wasn't I wasn't expecting much because it, yeah. it happened so many years before I was like 20 odd years before yeah. I was just kind of like it. I guess what, what did you want in that moment from you? You said that she reacted exactly how you wanted. What did you want at that moment from her? Um, just love. I think more than anything, I think I just wanted, I wasn't expecting much from her, but I just, yeah, the cuddle was enough. It was, yeah. I don't know. It was just that it was that reassurance that, um, that everything would be okay. And I think just her being there and me being comfortable enough to talk to her about it was, that was enough because the thing is um, we're and I've definitely learned this over the years is that we're we're a lot more we find it a lot harder to speak to the people that we know mm. and 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 kind of open up to them because I think a lot of the time you're worried about putting extra pressure on them and how they're going to feel and and you should always put yourself first in those situations because ultimately you're the one that's experiencing it mm. um and and I, that was my concern with, with telling her was I didn't want it to have a negative impact on her. Mm. But then I also thought, well, I love her. We're together. Like it's yeah. There's I'm just gonna I'm just I've I've spoke to a stranger about it. I can speak to her, and and that's kind of what I done. And she yeah she she was supportive. And then we we kind of we kind of spoke for a bit about who else we would tell. And I kind of I, my mum still doesn't know to this day. Like I think to be fair. Um, it would probably destroy her if, if she found out um, mm. just simply because the way she is as a person. But I, like I knew I wanted to tell my dad because I was clo I'm close to my dad and, um, and I didn't want to hide that from him. And I didn't yeah. want him to not know, even though I knew it was going to hurt him. Um, so, so we went around, we went around my dad's and um, I told him and he, yeah, he started breaking down. He felt, um, he felt that he should have been there because they, because they, mum and dad had broken up when I was five. So mm -hmm. this had happened a couple of years. I'd, I'd, yeah, he wasn't, he wasn't about, she, like I'd wait up at the window for him to come and pick me up at the weekend and he wouldn't come. And mm -hmm. my mum would be like, oh, I told you he, he's got a new family now. He doesn't love you and all of this, but she was stopping him from coming to the house. And, and I think that's the reason now that I, I'm so being an adult, I I mm. I'm kind of know what's happened. You see everything in a different light yeah, as you get older. You, like you? you just, I just grew up thinking, "Wow, Dad doesn't want me anymore. He's got this new family," and yeah. and and you felt like unloved on that part. But then, but then it's not until you're older, and I actually end up moving in with him when I was eighteen. 
and um okay. and me and him have been super close ever since and we had when i was when i was moved in with him we had a sit down about my childhood mm. now i obviously at that point didn't mention anything then yeah it was just more about not seeing him and him kind of having another fa family and and all of that um but when when i went around his and i went around with with my wife and and we kind of spoke about we spoke about what happened when i was younger yeah i was he kind of left the room and went into the kitchen and and bawled his eyes out and um and yeah i just i just um sorry i just went in and um gave him a cuddle and that and uh yeah it's, it was... it's all you can do mate i mean the reason yeah. that i sort of pulled it back and asked you about how your wife had reacted there is mm. because there's potential that somebody out there that he this might have been in the similar situation might have experienced something the same where they haven't spoken to anyone and might be having those same thoughts worries and concerns that you had at that point of how are they going to take it yeah um and to hear your story that was positive and you know that your wife provided the support that you needed which essentially was just being there not yeah. not necessarily doing anything but just to be there hear your story and be there with you in it um you know, I think that that's it needed to be said just to let people know that yeah. that's how it went. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't even expecting anything really from her. I just, I just wanted her to know. I just wanted, um, yeah. I just, the, like I said, the cuddle was was yeah. enough. It, that that cuddle was a thousand words. So there's a weight, isn't there? I believe there's a weight to emotions, mm -hmm. and there's a weight to like. I guess as soon as you lifted that lid, little did you know at that stage, but that was like the beginning of a, a series of events that once you've lift, lifted that lid off, it's off. You, you can't put it back on. No. Um, so telling that stranger probably set off that chain of events that you were always going to then tell everybody because once you'd told somebody, yeah, there's always, I guess there's a, there must be a, an element of, um, if you were to hold it as a, a secret at that point, there would be a real weight to that. Yeah. Like that, that I would say, I would have seen that as my opportunity in the fact that I didn't take that opportunity. Mm. I think I would have been a lot more likely to hold back from then going forward. Yeah. Um, because that to me, looking back at it now was the perfect opportunity. If I was going to speak about it, that, that would have been then. I think mm. there's always, there's always a right time to, to do things and, and with her in the scenario and, and just us being alone and, and, not knowing her and, and kind of being able to open up to her. Mm. Um, it just, it, I don't know. It just kind of just felt natural to, to tell her. Um, and I wasn't, I wasn't expecting that from it. I'd, I'd never seen a psychologist before. I'd, I'd kind of, I'd, I didn't know what to expect. So I was a bit blase about it. Like I'd just brush it off and, and crack on. But actually she's probably changed my life more than she's ever realized. And, mm. and it's in a good way, like, bad things do happen to people there's a lot of horrible things that happen over the world and and the, there's there's two ways that you can kind of react to things and i i just want to focus now on on like yourself just kind of helping people be able to and mainly tradesmen like I've got a tradesman background i know i know what us men are like mm. when we hold things in the the weight that you feel when you open up about stuff that you that literally stops you from sleeping stops you from eating and and kind of stops you living your life um just talking to someone just helps massively so mm. uh, this is the reason why obviously i wanted to be on here with you because anything that i can i'm happy to like i find it the more i talk about this now the the, the less emotional i get with it and the easier i, I find talking about it um and I, and that that in itself just proves that just 
being open and talking about how you're feeling and the struggles you had and what you're going through, it does have a positive impact, not just on how you're feeling as a person, but other people seeing seeing your experiences and then potentially wanting to open up themselves. So, 100%, mate. And I'm really grateful to, to you and to everyone that's come on so far and yeah. talked about their story, their journey. Um, but particularly you, because you're sat here now, mate. So, yeah, I'm really grateful that you've come on today yeah, and that you've opened it. up as you have. Um, because there will be other people out there that are in similar situations or situations where it might be different, but they can resonate in terms of holding things in and not talking. Um, what was, how did it feel once you told the people that you needed to tell? Like, um, what was there a. It, it, it felt, the weight, it felt lighter each time. So, yeah. so even now, like, I don't, I don't, I don't, that, that feeling of that the kind of being upset about it i don't think that will ever go because it because it's yeah. something that was traumatic to me that happened to me when i was younger so um i don't think i'll ever not get emotional with it but i'm definitely i find it easier now containing those must um like those emotions mm -hmm. um but i just yeah i just think it's just yeah just important to i think you said it earlier sean the coping mechanisms yeah so it doesn't change what happened you know you obviously you can't do that but no. you learn coping mechanisms and you can't learn those coping mechanisms if you never talk about no. it can no. you no. so and going and seeking professional help i mean how was that how was the therapy did, did she did the psychologist yeah, yeah i help? ended up having another nine sessions with her yeah okay yeah so it'd gone from that initial one or two that i was kind of booked in for um I kind of after that first session, um, she's like, I'm going to book you in for like three, four more. And then I end up having a total of nine with her. So mm. it was, um, but yeah, it, it helped massively just, just, yeah, just the, the support and advice that she gave. And then because during that, that, um, that nine kind of session time, I'd, I'd gone and spoke to my wife, I'd gone and spoke mm. to my dad, I'd, I'd done various things and then I'd kind of gone back to her and reported to her and she could, she could see the change in me and, and the kind of how I was feeling better about things, um, mm. from, from my actions of, of kind of talking about it. So, um, yeah, I'm really grateful to her. Um, and I'm glad, I'm glad I went and like, that was, yeah, that I don't, I, I don't know how I'd be now or what situation I'd be in. I don't know how, how, yeah, how. I don't know what I'd be doing now if I, if I kind of hadn't opened up about it at the time. It, yeah, it's just, I think, I think it's just super important to open up and talk about stuff and, and holding it in is, is probably one of the worst things you can do. Yeah. Um, the incredible thing now is that you've gone through that, you've done that, you've been through the process and now you're taking your experience and opening up and talking to anyone around you. Um, cause I mean, I, I knew you prior to today, mm -hmm. um, through my time with TFT, yeah. Um, and I remember you opening up about it then, and that, that was a few years ago. Mm -hmm. So there's there's probably many, many people now that you've spoken to about your story. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of really fortunate in the position I'm in because I, I, did, I kind of speak to hundreds of tradesmen every single month. Um, and and the relationships that I've built within TFT with individuals, um, because our main aim is is to help tradesmen get their time back there are there are many that have changed their lives through tft and, and they do mm. open up to me and they do they do um kind of confide in me and stuff and if they are struggling then i do my best to give them the advice and and obviously we've got within tft we've got june who's like a, she's a psychologist who helps so she kind of points people to right to the right support and stuff and i think i think that's the main thing really i think i think i i'm not qualified to to kind of give the 
the right advice and mm-hmm. and I just I, I'm happy to listen to absolutely anyone but what I want them to do is go to the right services and go yeah. to Samaritans and 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 companies like that because they they know how to deal with situations so absolutely. I think I think that's the main thing is is just being there for that initial point of contact yeah. but then moving them to where they need to go that's is, important Sean that um first point of contact yeah um because a lot of people that have been through bad things or in dark places of their lives they feel lost yeah so being able to be that signpost to say okay i, I hear you i understand you that's where you need to go go over yeah. to these people they deal with that that's equally as important as the people that deal with the next stage yeah because without that first stage they they never get anywhere no. they, they remain lost and unfortunately that can spiral yeah with yeah, like with the first point of contact is probably one of the most important because if you don't if you don't deal with the first point of contact in the right way, and this is the thing that, that I think, especially with, with tradesmen and being strong buff men and, mm. and kind of solid and all of this, I think a lot of the time they don't open up because they think they're going to be ridiculed and yeah. stuff and, and they're worried that if they do confine in in like a friend or, or someone on site or, or, or anyone that they're just going to be kind of put down or laughed at and said they're not man enough and and it's a load of crap, but it's ultimately them stopping them doing that has a worse effect on you long term. But it's it's kind of you need to when you're it when you are the point of contact, you need to be like really serious about it and make sure they do get to that mm-hmm. right point. Because if you if you give them bad advice, that's potentially even worse than kind of them not coming to you in the first place. So it's having having Samaritans and and other other companies that that do offer that support is. It's, it's, yeah, it's the best thing you can do. It's absolutely, mate. And it's, it's, uh, one of the points that I've made a couple of times now is that there's there's a, a thing with men where we say, you know, we don't talk enough. Men don't talk. But for men to talk, you also have to have somebody to listen. Yeah. So listening is just as important. Yeah, and I think we all, you know, people within the trades, people within the building trades or circles of friends, whatever it might be, we as men all have a responsibility to each other to be able to listen mm-hmm. to a friend, to a colleague if they need it yeah. and be supportive and, and drop the, the stigma and the, yeah, the, yeah. the bullshit of, you know, the, the big, strong, but you can still be a big, strong man. You mm-hmm. can still be a alpha male yeah, yeah. yet require support. Yeah. And, you know, we've had shit happen to you in the past. Yeah, yeah. It actually takes a really strong person to actually come forward and, and speak about their emotions. So completely agree. So like you, you're actually more of a man by being open and, and mm. talking about the things that you've gone through. Completely so, agree, mate. I mean, unfortunately those that don't talk that will then often manifest in things like addictions and, you know, yeah, yeah. all that kind of thing, addictions, violence, and you tend to project that pain onto other people. Yeah. Um, so as you quite rightly said, one of the strongest things you can do is talk, yeah. is, is be open and discuss how you're feeling. Yeah. So th- there's no weakness to that. Yeah. No, this is it. Like even, even doing this today, it just, it, it's the it feels like the right thing to do. Um, just this, this scenario is just, if, if you guys <laughs> watching, like want to, want to take advantage of, of coming on here and, and kind of talking about things that you've been through, then by all means, please, please make contact because it's all you're going to do from that is just help others. There's, there's, mm-hmm. there's nothing but good that we can do by talking about how we feel and, and the awful things that we go through. And it's even through TFT. And when I done my first kind of, uh, talking, I done like, we done like an internal podcast for it. And I kind of, kind of really broke down on it then. Cause that's, 
that was like the second time I'd like mainly spoke about it um, mm. to a larger group. And, um, and I did get quite emotional. Um, but the messages I got afterwards from, from individuals going, oh my God, Sean, I've like, I've, I've literally gone through the same. It's, it's actually quite sad how common it is that the awful things that happened to us have happened yeah. and, and that people have just held it in and, and kind of just like dealt with it, but not dealt with it. They've just kind of like, like me had put it in the, mm. in a box and hadn't spoke about it. So I think to a lot of men that they class that as dealing with it. Yeah. Well, that happened. I'm not going to talk about it. That is me dealing with it. Yeah. But realistically, it's, it's not, not, is it? No, it's not. No, no, it's not. And, and it, the thing is you, you could go through life and it, and you could carry on, but then it could go the opposite way and it could actually really have a negative impact on your life for the rest yeah. of your life. So I, I, I know def definitely from a, from a personal experience that the best thing I done was talk about it and open up to the, to, to the psychologist and speak to her. That was, that was the turning point for me to actually be like, okay, actually that wasn't actually as bad as I thought it was going to be. And, yeah. and I felt so much better coming out of that first session. I felt like, I don't know, it's like a bit of euphoria. I think just, I'd felt like it must've been a massive way. Yeah. It was just, I felt like a bit of a different person just like I'd come out and I was like, Oh my God, just like, I can't believe I, I was, I was like, I can't believe I've told her that. And, um, and then I was thinking, well, she's, she's reacted in that way. I wasn't expecting that. And there was just, and I think that's why I was so also so confident about kind of speaking to my wife about it. Cause I, cause then the way she reacted and, and it wasn't as bad as I thought I was like, actually, I can actually talk to other people about this and it's not actually as bad as I like things that happen to you in life yeah. are always going to be worse in your head than what they Definitely. generally are in life. What the, what actually is the reality of life. So I think in um, a way by doing it as well, you take your power back. Mm. Do you know what I mean? You, you take, although you had no control of that situation yeah. when it happened, you can take control of it now. Yeah. So you can take control of your response to it. And by taking that power back, it puts you, you're not in the back seat anymore. No, no, no you're driving. Yeah. You know, you can choose where you're going to go with that. So that in itself has a lot of power. <clears throat> I've yeah. also going, um, yeah. but yeah, it's that, that in itself is a massively powerful thing. Yeah. And, and now it just, the main thing now is, is just kind of helping others now and just like, just even if, even if I can get from this, if one person can just come forward and, and kind of open up to someone, um, and it doesn't have to be anyone close. It can be literally anyone. Yeah. Um, the, the, the most important thing is just opening up. That is once you're past that first barrier, it just, everything else becomes easier. Um, and I, I mentioned this pre-record when I was talking to Sean, so this is one of the reasons why I'm trying to champion the, the service that Samaritans offer because Samaritans offer that an anonymity, anonymity. Yeah, I'm saying that right. An anonymity. Yeah, I can't. I'm not yeah. even going to attempt to so, say it. Yeah. Because it's an anonymous <laughs> service, um, it's actually a really good start point mm -hmm. for something like this because a person on the other end of the phone doesn't know you, mm -hmm. doesn't have any of your details, yeah. and you get a complete stranger to talk completely non-judgmentally. Yeah. So sometimes just that first step to say those, sometimes even just saying those words out loud, yeah. that's the big first step. Yeah, yeah, um, that's one of the reasons I think that service is so valuable. So if anyone listening has been affected in a similar way to Sean and is wondering how or who to take that first step with, because psychologists, counsellors, amazing service, but obviously there is a barrier of, en barrier of entry financially to a yeah. lot of people. Yeah. So. Samaritans is totally free. You can get hold of them 365 days a year on 116 123. 
So yeah. I'll just pop that in there now because I'm going to keep pushing that because yeah, yeah. there's someone out there that needs to use that service. Also, individuals might find it easier talking on the phone to someone than they would face to face as well. So like when you're mm. when you're thinking, oh, actually, I, one, I don't want to open up about it. But then secondly, I don't want to open up to someone about it face to face. Then Samaritans kind of yeah. you're kind of getting the win win out of that because you're exactly. opening up, but you're not opening up to like we yeah. are. So it's completely it's, anonymous. Yeah. You can't see the face, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's just a voice at the end yeah. of the telephone. And there's there's a certain Again, there's a certain power to that. Mm. There's, there's a certain beauty to that service that it is anonymous. Yeah. Um, so again, yeah, it, it could be a good first step for people. Yeah, yeah definitely. But yeah. again, mate, I really appreciate you opening up no, and no. telling your story and the message that you've delivered there is extremely powerful. Yeah. Um, I mean, moving, shifting back slightly into, you know, we, we'll talk about TFT in a minute because I want to get into what you do there. But okay. before that, you were a plumber. I was, yes. How was your time as a plumber? Uh, I loved it. I, I I was so I was a qualified plumber, mainly done bathrooms. To be fair, um, I, I I quite enjoyed doing bathrooms. I got quite a lot of satisfaction from the end product. Um, but then I just back in back in two thousand and seventeen, um, I being self employed, I didn't really have anything in place for for like a, a pension. So. Mm. I was like, right, how can I, how can I make money on the side of what I was doing? Because at the time I was working six days a week, I was quoting, um, I was on good money, I was making good money, but I just wasn't, wasn't at home a lot. Um, how long, was, how long were you running your own business for, Sean? Um, about six years. Okay. Yeah, about six years I was doing that. Um, and uh, yeah, it was, it was really good. Like I loved it. I, I, I liked being my own boss. I enjoyed kind of doing it on my terms, on my time managing stuff. But obviously, with that, because you, you, you are managing everything, everything's then on you, and it's kind of having that yeah. uh, that stress of making sure that you've got constant work coming in. I remember there would be a couple of times I wouldn't have any work two, two, three weeks later, and I'd be like, "Oh God, okay, I'd do, I'd, I'd get some photos done, put them on Facebook, and, and mm. luckily, I'd, I was getting work through pretty much in, instantly. So um, I was, yeah, I was always busy. Um, but then I just, I'd, I'd seen a back in. 2017 i'd seen a builder at the time like he was soon to retire and he was talking about currency trading and i, I didn't know i didn't know what that was um but i watched his i watched i think it was like a paid ad um so i watched that and i was like oh like this is this is interesting i could potentially do this on the side while i'm while i'm doing plumbing and and kind of maybe this this money if i do make money from this could go towards like a pension and something like that because I, I didn't have that in place so at that point you never you weren't thinking i need to get out of no plumbing. no like i didn't i didn't even know what trading was i, I literally i was i was yeah i was brand new to it all um mm. I, yeah i didn't understand anything i just i just wanted to i was interested in what it could do um because obviously you hear make money and i was like oh, okay yeah who doesn't want to make money mm. so so i was thinking what i could do i wasn't i didn't have any idea of how much could be made or or kind of how if or how long it was going to take to learn or anything i just i just thought whatever i do if i'm because i've got easily 20 odd years of, of kind of plumbing left in me right yeah. so i thought even even if i i try this and it takes me five years to get i've kind of i've, I've made money for 15 years for the rest of my mm. life to retire and and whatever um so so it was always it was always a pension thing um so that was in 2017 i kind of spoke to him added him as a friend on facebook and i kind of watched his journey for a couple of years kind of always saying to him two three times yeah yeah i'm gonna get into it mate and, and i kind of never did um and then i had a really good year plumbing 2019 i was absolutely 
like super busy but I, the money was good and um i kind of said to the wife i was like look i'm gonna look at this trading thing and just kind of give that a go i've got like with the the risk was i think for for to start the the kind of learning side of it was about 150 pound um and i kind of like was like well i'll pay the 150 pound and then I'll, I'll do the month and we'll see how it is and and worst case scenario if 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 it's crap or i get scammed or it doesn't work or whatever then i've just lost 150 pound mm. which at the time is probably like a night out with some friends yeah, so yeah, that's kind of like how i looked at it it was mm. kind of the risk wasn't really there um so so no i started i started doing it um in january 2020 and then april time uh march april may time obviously lockdown hit and i we none of us could leave the house we we're all we we're all kind of stuck in the house we didn't know what was going on with with our work and there was a lot of self-employed people that were kind of like in a bad way mm. um and and what i decided to do then was um was then just going to facebook groups mainly plumbing ones but then there'd be tiling and painting decorate ones various ones and i'd i wanted to see if anyone was was interested in learning trading with me and um it started off really slow um like within the first couple of weeks and there's like 10 of us doing it and we started off in like a, a messenger group and we had we were part of a group that had like structured education and and kind of support and so just to to simplify it idiot's mm. guide as it were because mm. you're saying trading i know yeah. what you mean yeah um but we're talking forex trading yeah we? yeah so... currency trading yeah, yeah yeah so so obviously i was i was a tradesman but then i wanted to uh, I, I was learning how to currency trade so it was making making money off the difference between brief them. again idiot's guide yeah. what is forex trading yeah, what is so, currency trading? so so the best way to probably simplify it is if you go into say asda and and like you're looking to go to america and you you go to like the little um foreign exchange little kiosk thing in asda and mm. you buy a hundred dollars worth of of um um american dollars and then what happens is you go over to America and you don't spend it and you're like, oh, actually, I'm going to convert it back to GBP. What are Great British Pounds? What's going to happen is you're either going to get more or less yeah. than what you spent on it. Always get less. Yeah, always. <laughs> it always works out less than it. Um, but yeah, you, so what you're doing is you're making money on the difference between the two. So what happens is the the currencies constantly fluctuate, and then what you're doing is you're putting buys and sells on which currency you think is going to go up against the other, mm. and um, and it's kind of it's not massively hard to learn. The most ironically, the most important thing with with, with currency trading is actually the psychological side because we're we're very emotional as humans. Um, you'll you'll find that most people. Um, they over risk and they over leverage they they put too much on a trade they don't do the right risk management and they don't have a trading plan there's mm -hmm. there's all these things and and kind of all of this now like over the four years that we're kind of i've been doing it and others have been doing it we've kind of built built like a structure now where where people can come in and they can learn pretty efficiently um how to how to learn how to trade and um and everything's there. We do we do like seven days a week of live sessions, and we've got structured education. We've got a psychologist in the group that she offers support. Um, I've got ten guys who um, who are well were tradesmen. Some of them are still on the tools part time, but um, most of them are full time traders now. Um, and they help me run the group. So I'm the I'm the CEO. I'm the founder, and then they're all self employed mm. for for me. Um, there's no kind of pyramid stuff or anything like that. We don't. Um, we're just purely um, an education company. 
So yeah. like we don't we don't manage your money, we don't trade for you or anything like that. We're purely educational. I must admit, I mean, I can testify to, to some of this. So I joined TFT myself a few years ago. I can't remember how many years to be exact through an acquaintance. Um, <clears throat> and I'm not in TFT now. So first of all, there's nothing, this isn't a promotional thing from me, I'm not being paid to say anything. This is just legitimate. If anyone wants to message me directly, happy to take the message. So I was in TFT for, I don't know, maybe about 12 months. Um, and my own personal experience of TFT was entirely positive. Um, I can hands on say that, you know, Sean isn't a scammer. He's not a con man. He's sat here with his face open. His, you know, his name will be on the, uh, on the description um to play devil's advocate there is you know it, it is trading so you can lose trades as well as win them but what i will say for tft is that the support within the group i found was fantastic um there's a community of trades people within tft that all support each other um and it kind of even taking out the trade inside of it it's a it's a great networking tool yeah, 100%. Um, because yeah. there's a lot of connections made, a lot of friendships made, and a lot of opportunities come out of that group, or did when I was there. Mm. Um, I, for full clarity, I left TFT because I was juggling a lot of plates. Mm -hmm. At the same time, I'd started my psychology degree. I think I was business coaching as well yeah. at the time and running a business. And I knew I hadn't got enough time to put into the education to learn. Yeah. Um, so that was why I left because yeah. I was juggling other things. But I would legitimately if i had the time to learn it again i'd join again mm -hmm. so i think that that's the biggest sort of like yeah, yeah, testimony i, I can yeah, give to you that. guys um yeah it's like we've got we've got over a thousand people now in the discord um and then we've got we've got a trial group on facebook which is which has got seven thousand in so we we post kind of like our updates and our results um we've got partnerships with with various companies so we've got a partnership with the uh, um with powered now who are like um who, sorry? powered now powered, so, now. powered okay. now they're um they're a company that sort out um they kind of help help tradesmen um become more efficient with their work so they they kind of have this app so what they do is you can kind of book in quotes um services mm. various other things all through all through your phone app and and um they're, they're quite big powered now are, are really good and and we've got a partnership with them i've got a partnership with um with a tool company as well where we get discounts on tools um and then we've got um uh, we've got fraser hooley who helps us with our marketing um and yeah we've done the installer show last year yeah, up in birmingham and we're looking to do it again this year uh, and that was great just like meeting meeting people within tft mm -hmm. but also new people it's quite a there was a lot of surprise faces on on kind of like what are you guys doing here because it's mm -hmm. there's not many currency trading groups out there that are doing what we're doing so um we're very forward facing like you could google me and within five minutes you can find my address and i've done it <laughs> it's super easy so yeah. it's like there's uh, there's nothing I, there's no reason for me to hide behind anything so. i mean just for, for anyone that might be interested i mean obviously i'll put all sean's details and tfd's details in the description so that'll be in the description link below um if somebody were interested in learning what tft are about and making maybe an initial sort of like dipping the toe in there's not a massive commitment to that is there no. if i remember rightly you guys subscription service yeah yeah so we've got we've got actually a free free area so um 
our newbie education is free within the Discord. So all you need to do is is sign up through www.tft.co.uk, and we've got um, all our newbie education in there, which is structured. And then you get access to um, a small section of the Discord, but the rest of the group have that access. So if you've got any questions on any of the newbie stuff or anything, then you won't get answers just from myself. It'll be the rest of the community as well. So, so you can dip your toes in, yeah, see what it's about yeah. before making any kind yeah, of financial 100%, commitment. Yeah, 100%. There's a, and then we're, there's like a ticket system that we have within within TFT as well. So if you're not conf confident enough to like ask questions in within the discord you can open a ticket that myself and what, what are known as my leaders the 10 guys that that help me run tft we, we're the only ones that can see that so and we can answer you personally then so mm. um yeah there's plenty of support everyone helps everyone um like i said we don't we don't trade for you we don't make money off your wins and losses or anything like that we are purely purely there for education and support we kind of technically help you help you fish learn how to fish and then you mm. guys can then take those strategies and well, if anyone's interested obviously look tft up you you yeah. guys are on all the platforms aren't you yeah well, where so. are there we go we might as well do this now sean so if anyone <laughs> is interested in what we've just been talking about where can you've just said the website where can people find tft yeah i think i think on most on most things if you put in um tradesmen to forex traders you, you're going to find us super easy like we're mm -hmm. still we're very new on tiktok we're, we're still we're, we're only i think we've got like 600 followers on tiktok so That's we're about 400 yeah. more than me mate so yeah. <laughs> we, we need to right. build we need to build that a little bit um but yeah, we've got Instagram and we've got YouTube. We've got um, on our YouTube, we, we give out like a free, there's a live session that puts out, that's put out most days. And we kind of give you ideas of areas that we're looking at. That's um, that's that's done daily pretty much mm. um, that you can just, yeah, just go and search. Um, I think personally, I mean, <clears throat> with Forex trading, I know there's some very successful people. I think one of the things that's potentially damaged the, the image of the thing as a whole are the ones that you see on like Instagram, Facebook, yeah. I, I, you know, six months and I'm driving a Lamborghini yeah, on a yacht, you know, and all that kind of thing. And I yeah. think that, I think it does more harm than good Yeah, 100%. because people look at that. And the first thing you do, you look at it and go, oh, scam. Yeah. hundred percent. You know? It's um, like, so, so there, there are plenty out there. You'll see they've got Lamborghinis, they've got jets, they've got super expensive Rolexes and, and all of this. And they're just very flashy. Um, I, I kind of my my kind of motto is if you can if you can come into TFT and and get to the point where you don't have to work a Saturday anymore because you've made enough enough from a couple of trades that, that you can actually have Saturdays back then to me that's a win mm -hmm. so so it's it's very much getting our time back like time goes no matter what it's something yeah. that we never get back so and I've I've definitely learned from from having like I've got a two year old now and I've been really fortunate I've been able to watch I've seen a lot of her firsts which I missed with my older two and and the relationship I have with her is amazing and and that's just simply from stepping out of my comfort zone and mm -hmm. and and doing currency trading if I hadn't looked into it back in 2017 and then started it in 2019 I'd, I'd very likely still be on the tools still still grinding six days a week quite most because you're completely off the tools now aren't you yeah, so you're full-time currency trader. yeah I, I kept my van for about nine months after just as mm. just as a security measure and more I think more for a mindset thing for me um pretty much like this the thing is you'll see out there um oh yeah i've got the best strategy it's it, this is this is a winner 90 percent of trading is is mindset 
So Sean kept like, his van because he needed a van for all the cash. <laughs> yeah, I wish <laughs> yeah, van loads yeah. going up and yeah, down yeah. the country. No, actually, one of um, one of one of the TFT members borrowed my van for about six months. Um, he kind of he messaged me and he's like, "Oh, Sean, he's like, I think you've got your van still, ain't you?" I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "He's like, my van's gone kaput. Would you would you would you mind if I borrowed it?" And I'm like, "Yeah, no, of course." So yeah, he had it for mm. like six months. He just and I'd never met him either, but he's like the, one of the nicest guys yeah. and, and he's a good friend, yeah. To be fair, mate, as I said, I mean, not that I was in the group, I'm out of the group. Mm. I've, I've known you on and off uh, through that, but you, you're a genuine guy. Yeah, so I wouldn't endorse anything that I didn't believe right. was and you guys are. And I think what I like about the group is you, you've got a heavy focus on mental health. Yeah, I mean, hence the charity yeah. climb of Ben Nevis. So Sean's company are paying for all that. Um, so they're funding that, they've organised all that, and that is, again, to raise mental health awareness. Mm -hmm. And you lot are very hot on the fact that your mindset has got to be correct in yeah. order to do trading anyway. Yeah. So the two go hand in hand, and there is the support there. It's not a grab your money and run kind no, of thing. No, I think I think mindset and um, psychology and stuff is I, I never kind of knew anything about that when I was when I was coming. It wasn't until I actually mm. started learning about trading that I actually opened up a little bit with your your mindset will will if you've got if you're generally a negative person um then you'll find that generally negative things happen to you if you if you're generally positive about life and and you kind of you're open up to opportunities and and you try new things and you step out of your comfort zone then you'll find that actually you get kind of rewarded in a weird way with with good things that do happen in your life so mm. so i i've definitely found that stepping out of my comfort zone and, and trying new things and helping others like helping Helping other people is is not only rewarding, but there's there's always good things that come from helping others. Mm. And um, and yeah, I yeah, it's a blessing really. I'm I'm really fortunate with. There's an old Buddhist philosophy actually. I went through a stage of studying Buddhism. Oh, wow. um, I'm not religious at all, but yeah. I just I, a lot of what they say when it comes to mindset, Buddhism's great. Yeah, yeah. Um, but one of their old sayings is actually that happiness is found in service to others. Yeah. Um, and there's a truth to that. Like yeah, I absolutely. find that firsthand with like Samaritans yeah. um, and doing this podcast as well. It's a passion project. Um, there's it ticks a box. There's some fulfilment yeah. in in helping people. Yeah, in 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 the in in the growth of TFT, um, I've been called a scumbag, a scammer, like loads of abuse. I've been kicked mm. out of tradesmen groups. I've been blocked, and but then. I'll get members within the community that message me and they'll be like, Sean, you've literally changed my life. My life is I'm able to see my kids more. I'm able to do things. I'm able to go on holidays. I'm able to just spend more time with family. And I never would have mm. had that if I hadn't joined TFT. And, and that positivity and seeing how they've changed their lives blows all of the negativity out of the water. And I'm happy. Mm. I'm happy for the next 10 years to be called a scammer or whatever people want to call me. Like I, I, I sleep well at night knowing that I help people and that I'm doing the right thing. So people that kind of just assume things and, and don't know me as a person, just it's just easy to throw words out there without mm. actually real any real evidence. And and the positivity that I get within TFT from members blows away any any negativity that people that don't know Absolutely, me mate. <laughs> give. I mean, so you know the journey you're on <clears throat> and you know the tracks that you're on. You just yeah. gotta you just gotta yeah. stick to your guns. You know yeah. what you're doing and you, you're seeing the the first hand results of the positivity. So you, you've just got to as you are, just focus on that. Yeah. But, I mean how do you know so now you're not in the trade anymore. Mm -hmm. What's your view of the building trades looking back retrospectively? Because I remember I can remember a conversation when I was a member of TFT and I remember yeah. you saying about um issues with your knees. Was yeah. it 
Yeah, I got um, I got bursitis in my knee. So um, ironically, like a week before we were, myself, the wife, and the kids were due to go on holiday. It was only it was just a, it was it was getting away down in Cornwall um, quite a few years ago, and I knelt on a, a screw and I was like, I kind of rubbed my knee. I was like, oh, you fucker, and didn't really think anything of it. And I was I was, I was second fixing a bathroom, so I was close to finishing it, ready to go away that weekend, and. Um, and I woke up through the night that night and I was like, oh, my, my, my knee felt really painful. So I went into the ensuite, checked my, my, I, what had happened was I popped the bursa. So we have bursas in, in our joints and our elbows, shoulders and knees yeah. and they're protective sacks of liquid that, that protect the joint. And what I'd done is I popped it. So my knee had actually ballooned out mm. and I couldn't walk on it. Like I couldn't put any weight on it or anything. So I ended up having to go to the, to the doctors and um, they actually pulled liquid out and um and yeah try draining it so that i could carry on and i i ended up it took me two days to finish what should have taken like two three hours do you know what though this is one of the things though isn't it with the trades like you get an injury like that you still got work yeah yeah, i was hobbling up the stairs with with a shower screen and i'd like i was literally with one foot jumping up the next one and then dragging it and and i I had to get it done and the woman was like no it's fine do it when you get back and like she didn't have a toilet in i was like no i was like i can't leave this for you at all so this is one of the pressures and this is yeah and being self-employed like if you don't work then and this is what i think the the reason i got people that joined tft um during lockdown because they were realizing oh god like I'm, yeah the rug has I, been pulled yeah like what mm. what happened what's going to happen if this happens again i need to i need to find ways of making other money that i don't have to rely on by going into work and i yeah. think i think since lockdown the the soaring online learning and and learning different skills that you don't have to rely on being manual has gone up massively and and it, like i said to the point where if you can make enough money where you don't have to work a couple of days then mm. that takes that pressure off that takes the pressure off of you being at work and but you've got bad knees you've got bad backs you've got you've got numerous things that come with constantly being heavy labor um, and yeah. that by the time you are old enough to retire your body's so fucked it's yeah. like you can't enjoy it anyway like I, I, i'm majorly conscious of that mate i mean i'm 39 yeah uh, but i've been in the trades for pretty much all my life so yeah. i started when i was seven, took the business over at 17 but i was yeah. actually going to work with my dad at eight yeah, yeah yeah um so i'm like when i talk to people about it i say well i'm still i mean i guess i've got to stop saying i'm relatively young because i'm kind of <laughs> like half i'm at half time soon um but i still feel like i'm quite young but i feel like i'm high mileage yeah. for my age yeah, yeah do you know what i mean yeah. so i've got niggles you know mm. shoulders i've had tendonitis in my right shoulder for yeah. as long as i can remember now yeah, yeah i mean if i pick up anything heavy if i were to have a pint and pick a, a pint up my handshakes because right. of my shoulder right um, but I can't rest it because the cure is to rest it for about three yeah, months. And you go to the doctor and they're like, yeah, try not to lift your elbow above like shoulder height. I'm like, well, I'll do that I'll every do that. day. Yeah, how can I do um, that? So I've just learned to just, I've just soldiered through it. And I'm, yeah. I'm not looking for credit here, but it's just the reality of a small business owner. Yeah, you know, you, you quite often have to put your body second mm-hmm. and put the job or the money yeah. realistically first. Um, but I'm conscious of it now. I think, that the 40 thing mate is is playing with you yeah it is it is admittedly it's playing on my mind it's like i feel like somebody's ringing a bell going yeah you gotta sort something out here yeah it does 30 to 40 seems to have really vanished yeah um but i'm conscious so you know i've got a ropey knee ropey shoulder and i'm thinking 
I've potentially got another, if I carry on in the trades, I've got 25 years, yeah, yeah, easy yeah. if not longer. Yeah. And can I realistically? So yeah. there's a worry and a pressure there. Um, so I think if, if you can get something to alleviate that pressure, it's only a good thing. Yeah, yeah. And but it's just it's the time as well, mate. It's just, yeah, it's we don't get it back and we're only on this planet once. So to mm. me, it's just stepping, stepping out and doing something that, that, that you're not 100% about it like the worst that's going to happen is you learn from that experience like mm. that and at least then you know I I know personally for me I don't want to be 70 laying in bed going having what ifs in life because I'm only here once I want to I want to kind of experience what I can experience and and it's not always going to be good but at least I can say that I've tried it and it's kind of it's done mm. so um I'm just very yeah open-minded to different things or yeah it's just just one of those, but I think once again that comes back to how how my mindset and psychology has shifted over the years um, yeah. since since kind of doing what I do now um, and 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 being around the right people as well. I think I, I think surrounding yourself with I've, like I don't I don't speak to friends um, anymore that I haven't spoke to for years, like who didn't believe in in what I was doing and 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 I've kind of moved away from certain family members just because mm. they weren't supportive because you, it's a lot easier in life to be negative than it is positive. Yeah. So I just, I just kind of veer away from those thing, people. Yeah, I think I just, a lot of people, generally the older you get, you find that your circle gets smaller. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of life lessons to learn yeah. there and who you surround yourself with is huge. Yeah. 100%. Um, you know, I mean, me personally, I've gone through that where I, I led a lifestyle that, certainly isn't me now mm. um and i don't socialize with those people anymore yeah, yeah, because yeah. of that you know yeah, it's yeah. um you become a creature of your environment don't mm -hmm. you so you have to really be conscious of the environment that you're putting yourself yeah, in yeah, otherwise you become that so it's a it's a really key really key thing mate yeah, yeah. one of the questions sean that i'm asking every guest that okay. comes on the podcast is why do you think, because obviously the, the reason that I've started the podcast is to raise mental health awareness yeah. in the building trades because of the horrible statistics of people that take their own lives. Yeah, it's awful, yeah. Um, what's your take on why the building trades are so adversely affected in comparison to other, any other industry? Why do you think the building trades are so badly affected? I think, I think because it's mainly male-orientated, the building trade, um, I think it might it might go back to like the 1920s and like you know you you'd see these pictures of of scaffolders sitting on like an iron bar in new york yeah and, yeah and then they're like and people look at them and like wow they're real men and it's kind of like mm. there's this there's this persona that um that we're like male we provide and and there's this massive pressure of us us being there for our families and putting ourselves second to everything Mm. And I think I think there's that that stress and constant kind of pressure of that that it's it's kind of deemed upon that is in in this world that the tradesmen are like butch men and and kind of like we we don't get emotional and we don't talk about our feelings and and we know that's not the case we we do we're we're human like we do have emotions like mm. we 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 cry like everyone else and I think because it's held up a lot of the time and when you hold saying him for so long eventually it gets to a point where it, it kind of is going to erupt or very close to erupting if you don't kind of speak about how you feel. So rather than, so it's really sad that and unfortunate that, that people rather than talking about it, it would just sooner end their life than, than kind of go through the stigma of actually, I don't want to, I don't, they're so worried about what other people are going to think about them that, mm. that they would sooner just end their life than talk about it. And it's just a, it's just a real shame. So I think 
I think it's just the tradesman stigma of us being macho, manly men that that they just they 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 kind of because we're we're perceived as that. They're then like, oh, okay, yeah, well, I've got I've got to kind of hold that up. Do you know what I mean like I've, if that's what they think of us, yeah. then that's what I've got to be. Yeah. So the the pressure of maintaining that persona. Yeah. And when yeah. really, like a lot of us aren't like that. It's like mm. we we do we do have feelings. Like we do we do get down when when our relationships aren't right and and kind of when we don't see our kids and yeah, and kind of and we're divorced and and but they just because we're we're part of a trade and obviously you're you're hanging around with other people that could be really struggling but because the banter's there on site mm. and the and and kind of people are making out they're they're okay when they're not if if tradesmen were were more likely to talk about actually how they feel they'd probably be actually quite surprised on actually how many people are feeling the same as them yeah, but yeah. they just they just don't do it because it's just there's something that we need to turn around as as like just a not only a generation but just as as a whole spectrum of the construction industry is we need to we need to talk about how we feel and and be open about it and and think that just because we're we we get upset about things and and we kind of have things that really affect us we're not a pussy and and that's the that's the thing that we need to get out of that's the main thing is is the first step of is kind of talking about it and i think that's why they don't is is because of the construction industry is seen as that is seen as the the kind of alpha mm. kind of trade kind of job perfect mate well said yeah, yeah no I, I completely agree with everything that you've said right. there i mean i don't that question i'm asking everybody from yeah. a perspective of getting all the perspectives yeah. i don't think there's an answer to it no. there's no definitive it's this it's, it's quite a hard but, question i wasn't it i would like to think of that on the spot it's one of those that if you kind of took it in you could come you could probably come away with various answers but yeah. that's my answer to that was is that is like my initial reaction is is mm. because of the, the trade industry being very manly and kind of butch and yeah. the, the, it's that's, just not that's what i like i like that initial yeah. reaction i mean yeah. one of the key things that's coming up is that right okay. um is the the sort of like stigma of being a tradesperson mm. and maintaining that alpha male mm. sort of image um, one of the other things that's coming up a lot is isolation. So people yeah. working in isolation yeah, yeah. and the other thing being pressure. Yeah. So financial pressures yeah, of, yeah, of being definitely. self-employed, the instability, the long working hours. Yeah, and, customers and stuff not like paying, that. relying on others. To, yeah. To and, kind of, yeah. And each one is a valid answer. Yeah, yeah, There's 100%. no wrong, right and wrong to it. It's, it's just, I actually, I would hope that there is no one single valid answer because if there was one single valid answer, surely something should be done mm -hmm. about it um it's it, i think it's a multitude of things like inevitably because everyone deals with things differently so what mm. i what i may struggle with others won't and it's kind yeah. of vice versa so i think i think everything affects us in different ways so it's, it's very generic but ultimately even though it's generic it is similar because it's under the same scope so it's and talking about it is the first step i mean i had this conversation yesterday as it happened where i said so suicide is the biggest killer of men under 50. Mm -hmm. um, and there's a little bit of a misconception there too, because that sort of alludes to the fact that after 50, it drops off. Mm. It doesn't. No. Uh, the suicide rates actually stay relatively similar. But what happens is the comorbidities catch up. Mm. So unfortunately, things like heart disease and cancer, they start yeah. coming into play at that age. Suicide rates kind of stay the same. Um, but with that, um trying lost lost my track of thought here as to what i was saying uh it was a conversation i literally had yesterday in complete brain freeze 
Um, so with the age of 50 and... Over the age of 50, suicide rate's under 50. I've completely lost track of where it? I was going. This first time I've done that, Sean. Let's <laughs> continue right? right, we'll come back to that. <laughs> Christ, man, what was that? I was, uh, oh, I'm, I'm back. Okay, I'm back. Back, in back in the building. <laughs> um, yeah, so what I, was, what I was saying was, it being the biggest killer of men under 50, yeah. I would think that if that was anything else, like if fishing yeah. was the biggest killer of men under 50, if cycling was the biggest killer of men under 50, you, you name it, whatever, mm -hmm. football. Yeah. You'd think there would be a huge government initiative, and I believe there would be. Yeah. If, if loads of men were dying through cycling, I think the government would come in and bring something, but they because it's people taking their own lives, yeah, they just—it's kind of being not swept under the carpet, but people don't like to just talk like, about it. It's what it is, yeah. Mm. That's literally, yeah, it is what it is, yeah. Um, and to me, that needs to change. Yeah, no, definitely. No, I know 100% agree, mate. It's um, yeah, it's a shame the the statistics and and kind of seeing how high they are. Um, yeah, like I and the isolation side is is very valid. It's um, being being self-employed. I was by myself a lot. The thoughts that go mm. through your head, like you have conversations with yourself, and if you're in a if you're in a bad place, those conversations aren't always yeah, nice conversations. Um, it affects so, me personally because yeah. um, I'm an overthinker anyway. I, I, like I my head's going at 100 mile an hour most of the yeah. time but my wife notices a difference she'll yeah. say to me i can tell when you've worked alone as opposed to when you're working with yeah. lads because she says to me you, you're more anxious you're more on edge and it is because i'll spend eight hours a day um i'm lucky enough that i've been in the tr my trade long enough that it's all autopilot for me yeah. now so my head is not necessarily where my body is yeah, yeah. so you know the body's doing the work, earning the money. It's like when you're driving, um, isn't it? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah how do I get yeah, here? Yeah, you're just exactly. kind of a, yeah, well, not a yeah. pilot, aren't you? Yeah. Um, so, no, it's, it's definitely a big consideration. Um, but, yeah, we've, we've covered a load of points, nice. mate. Great. Really appreciate your time today. Is there anything you want to finish up on? No, I'm just really impressed with, with what you've got here, mate. Um, looking forward to watching this channel. It's a humble bro. beginning, right? It's a humble beginnings, but you yeah. never know where it's going to lead. Yeah, 100%. Um, but yeah, to those listening, stay tuned. You yeah. will no doubt see more content and you will definitely see content of the climb. So wish us luck. Yep. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, go go and check out the, uh, it's not GoFundMe, is it? It's the other one. Yeah, no, no, it is GoFundMe. Go so yeah. it's not just giving, it's GoFundMe. <laughs> yeah, it. Go check out the GoFundMe link um, if you can spare uh if you can spare some money fantastic if you can't spend any money absolutely understand that but just give it a like or a share, yeah, share would be just amazing. make yeah. people aware that it's out there um you can find sean at all the places he's already listed but we'll do that again so easiest place to find tft sean is probably for our facebook page tradesmen to forex traders it, i would say is probably the most prevalent one we've got and then and then www.tft.co.uk so we're on there all our profiles are on there and and our details and obviously you can take advantage of our free education so fantastic and cool. if you've enjoyed today's episode in fact the first thing i'll say is if anything that you've listened to today has had an effect on you obviously with sean's story then please do reach out to somebody and talk um if you've enjoyed the episode, please give it a like, a share, a follow, a subscribe, depending what platform you're on. What I'm trying to do here is get as many eyes and ears on the podcast as possible, try and raise awareness because there might be somebody that you know that could listen to one of these episodes and is going to resonate and connect with something that's going to make a real difference. Um, so, yeah, thank you for all of your support. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you again soon. Take care.